Welcome back to Clutch Time with Mike on the Mic. It's your boy Mike, and I'm back with another episode. It's been a wild week of sports, um, so we're going to get right into it. Of course, you guys know we're in the thick of the NFL playoffs. Um, we're at Championship Weekend, the NFC Championship game, and the AFC Championship game, as well as some big uh, breaking NBA news this week. Um, so first, we're going to go over last week's games. Well, one of last week's games. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills, and then we'll go over the championship game, the AFC Championship game, which will be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens, and the San Francisco 49ers versus the Detroit Lions. So first things first, um, like I told y'all last week and like I've been saying all season, Josh Allen, for better or for worse, he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's a good quarterback. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a scrub. He's a good quarterback. But I don't think that Josh Allen can lead you to where you want to go. And the reason I say that is because the game happened on Sunday. Of course, I watched uh, ESPN First Take. I watched Get Up. I watched Undisputed. I was watching a bunch of different sports shows just to see if they got the same view of Josh Allen that I had of him after the game. Of course, there were some people who were saying he should have done more, but of course there were guys like Dan Orlovsky who were just like he did everything he could do and they just came up short. And Ryan Clark said it best. Josh is going to Josh. At some point in the game, Josh is going to Josh. And what I mean by that is I'm going to show you guys a clip um, of what I mean, this was the last drive for the Bills going down to be able to kick the game time or either go get the go-ahead touchdown to go up on the Chiefs or kick the game time field goal to send the game in overtime. So this first clip is right here. And that's that clip. So what happened was, I believe it was second, yeah, it was second down, and Josh Allen wanted to end the game. And if you guys remember a few years ago, that play looks exactly like the play that they scored to go up at, to go up on the Chiefs, um, and then Patrick Mahomes drove him down to kick the field goal to send the game in overtime. Ended up winning the game. Josh Allen never even got a chance to go uh, to get the ball back um, in overtime. So my problem with that is. I understand. I get it. You want to try to go win the game. You want to put the onus on Patrick Mahomes. But you got to understand who you're playing. You're playing Patrick Mahomes. Had the Bills even scored that touchdown, I still think Patrick Mahomes, with the way that he'd been playing um, all throughout that game, mistake-free, uh, no turnovers, he's just been playing beautiful ball, I still think that Patrick Mahomes would have drove the Chiefs down to, kick, to score the game-winning touchdown. But what my issue is, on that play that you guys saw, there was two plays. It was second down and third down. On the, the play, Josh Allen wasn't able to step into the throw, and because he wasn't able to step into the throw, that ball just kind of uh, sailed on him, didn't get to the receiver. And um, Chris Jones, the defensive end, had a lot to do with that. He pushed the left tackle right back into Josh Allen's lap, and he just couldn't step into the throw. Because if he had been able to step into the throw, I think it would have been a touchdown. This is my issue with that. So, on that same play, if you look at it, literally, Stephon Diggs is screaming across the middle of the field. And had he thrown to Stephon Diggs, 
Stephon Diggs had enough uh, space, I believe, to get the first down. Now you get a new set of downs. And because, you know, like uh, Ryan Clark said, Josh Allen's going to Josh Allen, he went for the gusto. He went for the, the home run play. Not saying that the play wasn't open, but I know me. I want to get give myself as many chances as I can to uh, tie the game or win the game. So had I thrown to Stephon Diggs and let him catch on the crossing route, he'd have got the first down, now we get a new set of downs. Now we're closer. And if any instance, even if he doesn't get the first down and we don't get any more yards on third down, then we're still closer to kick the, the game-time field goal, which they didn't get another yard from that first play that I showed y'all. And um, from that first play that I showed y'all, they didn't get another yard, so they missed the field goal. I believe it was a 42-yard field goal, if I'm not mistaken. He missed it wide right. So there... Like, I get what Josh Allen was thinking. He wanted to try to go win the game or at least put the onus on Patrick Mahomes. But like I said, that is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the game. He is on pace to be the GOAT. I I say that with a lot of, you know, trepidation or whatnot. Like, did, you know, are we, are we sitting here saying Tom Brady just retired last year? Are we saying that Patrick Mahomes is already on that level of, of going towards the GOAT, being in the GOAT conversation? In my eyes, he is. He's been to six straight AFC Championship games, and if he wins it on Sunday, then he'll be into his third Super Bowl, I believe, in six years. And if he wins that Super Bowl, that'll be his third Super Bowl. Nine times out of ten, he'll be the Super Bowl MVP. So that'll be his third Super Bowl MVP in only six years of him starting. So as much as we love Tom Brady and think Tom Brady is the GOAT, Patrick Mahomes is definitely knocking at the door like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. What are you going to do about it? But back to Josh Allen. Again, I just don't think that Josh Allen is going to be able to lead the Bills to a, a Super Bowl. And part of that reason is, one, because he can't stay out of his own way. He turns the ball over too much. Now, he didn't turn the ball over Sunday. He was 26-39, uh, 186 yards and one touchdown. 12 carries for 72 yards and one touchdown. But my issue with that is, 20, you threw 39 passes, you only got 186 yards passing. That means that your offensive coordinator didn't want you to fling the ball down the field because he knows you like to put the ball in harm's way, which means turnovers, interceptions, whatever the case may be. So 186 yards, that means you were dinking and dunking down the field the entire game. Now, 12 carries for 72 yards. Maybe they could have incorporated the quarterback run more or caused some design runs, draw plays, whatever the case may be, or him just uh, freelancing out there and doing what he's got to do to get yards. But... Um, Josh Allen also, why I don't think he's going to lead you to a Super Bowl is for one, I don't think he can beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I think he's 3-1 against Patrick in the regular season, but he's 0-3 now against Patrick in the in the postseason. Um, I don't think Josh Allen is better than Joe Burrow. I don't think Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Josh Allen is better than Lamar Jackson. So there's three other quarterbacks in your division that I think are significantly better than you and are going to always be in the discussion of, you know, my team is here, we're going to be in the playoffs, and are you going to be able to beat them? And Josh Allen has not shown that he can beat uh, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. And this time, they were in Buffalo. They weren't even in Kansas City. So you had home field advantage, and you still couldn't pull it off. So sorry for you. And uh, this other clip that I want to show you all encapsulates
what happened uh, Sunday. Now, this play wasn't Josh Allen's fault. This one, I think, is more on Stephon Diggs. Is this play right here. So that to me wasn't Josh Allen's fault. He stepped back. He stepped into the throw. I think he threw the ball 63 yards in the air, if I'm not mistaken. And Stephon Diggs just dropped the ball. Was it a hard catch? Yes. But Stephon Diggs is a number one wide receiver in this league on any team, definitely on the Buffalo Bills. So I put that one on Stephon Diggs. But, you know, sometimes it's just not your day. And for Josh Allen, sorry, brother, it just wasn't your day. Now, moving on to this week. The uh, Ravens versus the uh, Chiefs. Listen to me. I'm going with the Ravens. The Ravens have the number one defense in football. They have weapon upon weapon upon weapon on offense. It's in Baltimore. Um, I think this is Lamar Jackson's time to shine. I know that he's like one in three versus Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think they've ever, they never met in the postseason. So it's all been regular season. But I think that the Ravens have enough defensively. I don't think that the Chiefs have seen any team as good defensively as what the Ravens are going to be. The Dolphins are not great on defense. The Bills had injury upon injury upon injury on their defense. So that might have made it easier on Patrick Mahomes. Now he's facing a fully healthy. Baltimore Ravens defense, who's got playmakers upon playmakers upon playmakers on their defense. And Lamar Jackson is a threat with the ball, throwing and running. He's going to be the MVP for the second time in his career. And I think, in my opinion, this will be the time for him to win this game. It's at home in Baltimore for him to get to his first Super Bowl. And I think in that Super Bowl, moving on to our next game, the 49ers and the Lions, um, this one is a little tougher for me because... While Brock Purdy's looked good um, in the postseason, he looked good all regular season. Debo Samuel is questionable to play with uh, some kind of injury. I'm not sure what injury it is, but he's questionable to play. And whether or not, um, if he plays, I think the 49ers win. If he doesn't play, then that opens the door for the Lions. And Jared Goff has been playing out of his mind this postseason. Two games, no turnovers. He has been fantastically great. And if I was Jared Goff, and this is exactly why, like I was telling my boys in the group chat, this is exactly why God didn't bless me with um, NFL ability, NFL talent, because I'm a humble individual. If you know me personally, I'm very humble. Uh, I know where I came from. I know what I've done. I know what work I put in to get to where I'm at in life now. But in certain situations, I don't want to be humble. And if I was in the NFL and I was Jared Goff and I made it to the Super Bowl, if I was able to beat the 49ers and make it to the Super Bowl, my first thing out of my mouth in that press conference is, hey, Sean McVay, you traded me. Now look at me. I'm in the Super Bowl and where are you at? I'm at home and I went through you to get to the Super Bowl. So look at me now. And I'd say another choice word that I'm not going to say here on the podcast. But if you know, you know. Um... If the 49ers win the game, I think it'll be on the strength of their defense, being able to cause turnovers and cause mass confusion for Jared Goff. Um, If Debo Samuel doesn't play, I think the 49ers offense is going to have a hard time moving the ball, um, going up and down the field. I think it'll be a close, like a defensive game. I think it'll be close, something like 20 to 17. 
I'm going to roll with the 49ers, but barely. I'm going to roll with the 49ers, but barely. I think that uh, Brock Purdy will be able to make enough plays to get them in position to win the game at the end of the game and kick a field goal to win 20-17. Now, if Debo Samuel plays, if he plays, then I think that the 49ers could probably go up and down the field because as much as the Lions have improved offensively, and defensively, I don't think that their defense has seen anything like the San Francisco 49ers with all the motion, with Debo Samuel at lining up and wide out and also being in the backfield with George Kittle. I don't think they've seen anything like that all season. So we'll see if they're able to turn uh, Brock Purdy over and get short fields and get easy scores or if it's just going to be a route by the 49ers. But for my Super Bowl picks... I've got the 49ers playing the Ravens, and of course, I'm not going to make a pick because if it doesn't happen the way that I'm thinking it's going to happen, then we might have a Chiefs versus the Lions. We might have a Chiefs versus the 49ers. Who knows? Or we might have a Ravens versus the Lions. We don't know. But for me, I'm going Ravens versus the 49ers in that game, and it's going to be good to see on Sunday. They both both uh, championship games are on Sunday. The AFC championship game is first at three, and then the NFC championship game is second at six thirty. So we'll know uh, pretty early on who's going to be there for the AFC. And I'm going Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is going to step into the spotlight and show that he definitely belongs. Which me personally, I've always thought he belongs. You don't win an NFL MVP unanimously at that. By not being a good player, a lot of those people who say Lamar Jackson should be a, convert to a wide receiver or he's not a good quarterback are just haters. And we all know with the NFL, um, as far as quarterbacks, some of the stuff that was said about Lamar Jackson coming out and Lamar Jackson to this day, I think there's some rooted in some racism there. I'm not going to say that they're all racist in what they're saying, but I think there's some racism in there just thinking because he's a black quarterback, he can't be one of the best ones in the game. But he's he's clearly shown that he is fantastically great and he's going to be a problem for years to come. I believe that Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson are all 27, and Patrick Mahomes is 28. So those four quarterbacks for the for the AFC, and you can throw Justin Herbert in there if you want to, um, those are going to be the, the top-name quarterbacks in the league for years to come. And the NFC, I don't really know. Um, is Brock Purdy a, a product of the system, or is he really that good? Well, we don't know. Uh, Dak Prescott clearly um, with CeeDee Lamb's mom going on Facebook and trashing Dak Prescott. Uh, who knows if he's going to still be in Dallas. Um, Jordan Love, while he had a great rookie season, well, not rookie season, but you know what I mean. This is his first year starting as a quarterback in Green Bay. He sat behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. Um, he had a great coming out party beating Dallas, and I think he was one Brett Favre throw away from – possibly uh, upsetting the 49ers in the divisional round, but he threw it across the middle late. He threw it, threw it across your body and across the middle, so it got picked off in that, that game there. Um, outside of and the NFC is also Jared Goff, but outside of that, there's no other quarterback that's popping in my head that I'm thinking of that I think is going to be uh upper echelon quarterback in the NFC. Um Jared Goff might be the best quarterback in the NFC. Just thinking about it, um, Lions, Packers, Bears, Vikings, Panthers, 
Falcons, Saints, Buccaneers, who else? Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals, who else is in that division? Rams. Uh, Matthew Stafford's pretty good, but I don't think he's I don't think he's top five. And then then and who else is in the NFC? What other teams? Um Lord, it's not coming to Oh, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is top five, so I take that back. Jalen Hurts top five. Dak Prescott, whoever the quarterback of the commanders is gonna be, and Daniel Jones. And you know, I think Daniel Jones is a joke. He went to Duke. I don't think he should never got drafted in the first round. Now, if he was a basketball player coming from Duke, that's another story. But a football player from coming from Duke, don't want no parts of him. But moving right along, y'all, let's uh switch, uh, let's pivot to the NBA. So the Milwaukee Bucks with the two-time MVP, defensive player year, NBA champion, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. They traded Drew Holiday in the offseason, and they got Damian Lillard. So, of course, the expectation is for you guys to win now. And for whatever reason, from the reports I read, Dame wasn't clicking with the head coach, and they they just fired him. I don't understand why. I believe the Bucks are maybe third in the East. If I'm not mistaken, I should have checked that before we started recording. But I believe that third in the East, um, and like I said, they've got a top player consensus, either first or second best player in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you want to say he's first over Jokic, that's cool with me. I'm not going to argue with you. If you want to say second and Jokic is first, that's cool. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, they fired Adrian Griffin, which again, I don't understand. And obviously they had already had this, this idea in their mind because they moved on pretty quickly and got them a new head coach. So they hired Doc Rivers. And for the life of me, I cannot understand how one coach has parlayed one championship ring. He was the head coach of the Boston Celtics in 2008 with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray John Rondo, and Ray Allen, um, and won that championship uh, in 2008 against the Lakers. Um, how he's parlayed that into so many jobs, I'll never understand. This is what I mean. Let me redraw some stats of why I think that if Doc Rivers, I won't say it necessarily this year, but if next year the Bucks don't win a championship or they don't go deep in the playoffs or they have another embarrassing loss in the playoffs, then if he gets fired, he's not going to get another job because obviously that mystique has got to have worn off. It's been... Was it twenty twenty four? It's been sixteen years. Like that's it's at some point that championship always gotta like okay y'all we get it he won a championship but all these failures along the way to getting to where he's at now against the with the Bucks I don't get so this is Doc Rivers he's lost the NBA record thirty two closeout games he's uh, lost the NBA record seven series went up three two he's also uh, lost the NBA record 10 game sevens. I believe Stephen A said this morning he was 10 and 16. Uh, he was 10 and 16 in game seven, and he's lost the last, last five straight. Excuse me. So he's lost the NBA record 10 game sevens. He's lost the NBA record 12 series when holding a series lead. So if at any point they go up 1 0, 2 0, 3 0, 3 1, 3 2, whatever the case may be. He's lost the NBA record 12 series. So, obviously, something is there that he doesn't either make great in-game adjustments or he just 
He just can't get the team over the hump. Now, that team in 08 with Boston, he had an older KG, an older Ray Allen, an older Paul Pierce. Yes, Ray John Rondo was young, but they trusted him with the keys to the offense. So if Rondo was making bad mistakes, he had NBA vets all up and down that roster to kind of reel Rondo in and get him over the hump. So there, I don't understand. Then when he was in with the Clippers, um, he had Chris Paul, he had Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Lob City, and for whatever reason, he couldn't get them over the hump as far as the Clippers. Now, um, Chris Paul being hurt, I I get it. Some of that was probably you know out of his control, but still, he didn't get them over the hump. Then he got the job with the Los Angeles Clippers, and he had Kawhi he had Kawhi Leonard, excuse me, and Paul George, uh, two of the Kawhi. I would probably say top ten. Paul George, top 12, top 15, whatever the case may be. But he had them. He was up 3-1 on the Nuggets in the bubble. Then he lost that series. And then they lost, uh, I believe, the next year too. So they just, you know, he's just not got it done as a coach. And like I said, how he keeps parlaying these into head coaching jobs, I'll never understand. I don't get it. Um, but for his sake, if the I won't say this year because it's midseason. If the Bucks can at least make it to, let's say, the Eastern Conference Championship, um, Eastern Conference Championship um, with Giannis and Dame, then I'll consider that a success because you came in midseason, so you didn't have time to go through training camp and install what you want to install as a coach. But now next year, if they don't make it to the NBA Finals and win, he's probably going to get fired, and I think that'll be it for Doc Rivers as a head coach in the NBA. Because like I said, it's only only but so many times you can go into an interview and say, hey, I won a championship in 2008 and, you know, I deserve this coaching job when in essence you've had all these failures as a head coach and you have nothing to show for other than that ring in 08. So if it doesn't work in, in Milwaukee next year, sorry, Doc. You know, we want our black coaches to get jobs, but you are just not looking good. You aren't. And... For the life of me, I don't understand why the Bucks fired Adrian Griffin. Um, you fired Mike Budenholzer after he won you a title, and you just felt like, for whatever reason, it wasn't working, so you got rid of him. I don't know if – I'm sure being Giannis who he is in the league as a superstar and as the face of that franchise, I'm sure they consulted him with firing Mike Budenholzer, firing uh, – what's his name? Uh, Adrian Griffin, excuse me, fire Adrian Griffin. I'm sure that uh, Giannis gave the okay, hey, you can fire him. That's cool with me. And if that starts to become the case, if Doc gets fired next year, I think that'll equally be on Doc and equally be on Giannis. Like now you're getting coaches fired left and right because you as a player aren't able to elevate your game in the playoffs to win, you know, more championships for that franchise. They've given you everything you wanted. You wanted Dame, you got Dame. You want Adrian Griffin gone. You got Adrian Griffin gone. Now you got Doc Rivers. You wanted your brother, Thanasis, uh, signed to a contract. He's been signed even though he obviously has no idea what he's doing out there on the basketball court. So, well, Giannis, the ball is in your court, man. You're going to do what you got to do, man, because if you want to be uh, considered one of the all-time greats, which you're on that path to be considered an all-time great, you want to consider keep going down that path, you're going to have to keep winning. And regardless of who the coach is, unless it's just some coach who has absolutely no idea what you're doing, you've got you, 
Two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, champion, and Damian Lillard, one of the best guards in the game, top 75 player of all time. Um, get it done, Giannis. Get it done. But that's all I got for y'all this week on Clutch Time with Mike on the Mic. Again, I appreciate everybody that listens and tunes in, either on podcast version or watches it on YouTube, whatever the case may be. Um, but I'll holler at you guys next week, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl and see how that's going to go. So y'all stay safe, stay blessed, stay safe out here in this weather, and enjoy your families, man. Just enjoy enjoy life, and let's keep on moving on up, man.